Welcome to another exciting episode of the Development Health Podcast. This is episode number 90, uh, 10 away from maybe being done. We maybe want to go out on top at number 100, but I doubt it. We'll just keep going. Uh, so tonight is a very, very special episode. Not as, spe- not, as, not as special as the one that kicked off OSMI in the first place, but pretty close, I think. So, uh, Mr. Finkler, how are you? I am fine, sir. How do you do? I'm actually kind of tired. Um, I think I'm. I might be getting sick, which I'm not super excited about. That is not good. Uh, I'm. I'm tired too. We've had two days of uh, open houses as we attempt to sell the fortress of Grumpitude to raise the funds to make our escape out into the country. Grumpitude. So that's uh, been interesting process. The house has never been this clean or decluttered and I don't think it'll ever be that way. Oh no. Um no. again, yeah. Like all I can all I'm just thankful we have like so much storage space in this house to like just we packed up a whole bunch of stuff. We already threw out a ton of stuff. I'm sure there's more stuff that's going to get thrown out as we get closer and closer to the move which will be like at the beginning of August. But yeah, my like you said, you saw because we were on video this time. You saw you were commenting like how clean and organized uh, yeah, my office is crazy. Co- compared to how it normally compared to how it normally looks, where I would have all sorts of junk in here because I didn't care. But because uh, because you know we had strangers stomping through the house the past two days, it uh, uh, it had to be clean. And I just basically listened to whatever the real whatever the real estate agent asked me to do. I'm like, yep, we'll get that clean. We'll yeah, do, do, uh, do this. You had to put away all your gory and fantasy books and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I have them all on, they're all on my Kindle, so nobody has to see them. That's good. Well, don't lose that one at DrupalCon. <laughs> oh, you know, the best jokes are the inside jokes. All right, so uh, some some exciting news uh, to share on before Ed gets into the sponsor read, because it is related to the sponsor. We finally decided, rather than continually chasing down sponsors for the podcast, we would set up a Patreon. So I went and did a Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash devhell, you can... Subscribe uh, to the podcast. You can contribute either just throw us a dollar per episode because you like what we're doing. Uh, $2 or more. If you send us emails, we'll read them on the read them during the podcast uh, per episode. Or if you do $15 per episode, as two very special people have done, you get sponsorship messages read. So this time around, I wanted to thank uh, Elizabeth Barron, our otherwise known as Elizabeth Naramore and Ben Ramsey for their sponsorship. So we'll have some stuff for them. But in the meantime, we have our usual set of sponsors. We have, uh, you know, I'll let you get into it because that's your job because everyone really tunes in to hear you mangle the sponsorship stuff. Yeah, I know, man. Don't even try to get in my business. Grumpy Chris's books helped me to get over that horrible early bump in the road that you find when you're learning to test. He helped everything click and made me understand not just how to test, but why you should do it. I like them so much I bought copies for other people. Thank you, Chris. Gary Hawkins, developer relations at JetBrains. Man, you know what, Ed? When we when you finally edit this podcast, I'm gonna want that snippet to put into like almost every <laughs> every presentation that I do from now on, especially as the intro for my courses when I uh, when I get the drip course set up as I'm busy recording videos for that. That was awesome. The drip course. Uh, yeah, so you got grumpylearning.com. Go you get you got a couple books right there. I know you're working on another one, but you got your Minimum viable tests. Don't shut up. I'm not done talking. Uh, you got your minimum viable tests, and then you've got your Grumpy Programmers PHP Unit Cookbook, which I have that book, and that's a good book. And uh, yeah, I don't really know about the colors that you've chosen on this page, but you know, hey, go to town, brother. Maybe sometime, you know, do a little A/B testing, uh, something. You know, maybe sales go up a little bit, but yeah, it's okay. You know, GrumpyLearn.com. You learn how to test stuff in an automated kind of way and when not to because you don't feel like it so like that all right grumpylearning.com learn what chris knows most of it well not all of it otherwise i'd be out of a job but yeah what's that other book you're working on so that one is called uh building uh, test-driven developers so i'm just literally waiting for the cover art for that book 
Um, so it's the text is all done. It's going to be a, a much smaller book, much lower, more affordable price point. I am. I had the lovely and talented Kara Ferguson do all the editing for it. And uh, yeah, I'm just literally waiting on the art. So that'll be available for sale sometime middle of May or towards the end of May, depending on when the artwork for the covers. It's my usual cover artist. So uh, if you like the idea of seeing a bunch of elephants uh, working coding in cubicles, then the cover will be for you. Bunch of elephants. Yep. That's going to be awesome. I think that'll do yeah. well for everybody. Well, and the good thing is that this time around, it is a more generic book. It's more about like managing the people side of testing as opposed to like the actual testing techniques and stuff. So it's hoping for to, you know, that'll be available to a wider audience and appeal to people outside of just the, you know, the PHP testing sphere, which would be nice because, you know, I could use a little bit of extra money too. Who couldn't? Yep. Please, won't you give your extra money to Chris? That's right. I can't think of anyone else other than OSMI to give your money to. Mine is tax deductible. Deductible, 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 deductible. Well, if you buy for your business, mine is tax deductible as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Because we're, we're all about cheating the government out of their fair share of taxes. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the governments don't like uh, exchange taxes. So, like, you are not. I, like, if you give me money, it's not tax deductible in Canada. Yeah, which is why I don't give you too much. Yeah, no, that explains it. Uh, yep. Let's see here. And then uh, what our other sponsor is Open Sourcing Mental Illness. Perhaps you've heard of this because of me talking about it constantly. Open Sourcing Mental Illness is a nonprofit 501c3 organization created with the express purpose of... Uh, advocating for healthier workplaces uh, that support mental wellness in the tech community and industry. So we work with employees and employers, organizations and individuals to help them have happier, healthier lives and work-related activities. If you work with us as an organization, I guarantee, except not like a money guarantee, but I, I, I bet you're going to find yourself saving money if you give us some money uh, in a part of our partner program because you'll probably do things that are going to help retain your employees. And losing an employee and having to train a new one, that's going to cost you like tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, you give us a little bit of money, a fraction of that, and you can work with us and we'll help you make sure that your workspace is supportive of mental wellness that your employees feel valued and respected, your productivity will go up, and your uh, retention will go up as well. Open Sourcing Mental Illness, a nonprofit 51c3, ready to help you right now. OSMIHelp.org. OSMIHelp.org. Thank you. I think you can hear my cat in the background. It did. It sounded like the cat was getting really excited at the, uh, the OSMI. <laughs> and there she is. Like Pet Cemetery. I actually, got to meet, I actually got to meet her in person when I came for a very abbreviated visit. Yeah, somebody was asking uh, if we could reschedule your talk. Oh, no, I definitely want to do it. I just probably can't do it until like November or something. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit. Yep. October, November, that time period. Yeah. October. Remember that U2 song? The trees are stripped of no, all they wear. Was this before the Joshua Tree or after the Joshua Tree? Oh, before it was their second not very good album. I mean, it was their it second seemed, album and it was not very good. It kind of seems like after the Joshua Tree, they got uh, they got way too serious and that was the end of that. Oh, they what? Like, I don't know. Oh, just the Joshua Tree, the, like the movie about it, like nobody in that band. Oh, like, like in Rattle and Home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rattle and Home, yeah. They looked like they yeah. couldn't smile anymore. So they kind of like, they they flipped that switch super after. super serious. So, I mean, like on Octung Baby, but yeah. No, they, they were, yeah. It was a little bit humorless. Don't get me started because I'm a big fan and I'll start defending them and you don't want me to go down that road. Um. Okay, so we have some uh, Patreon reads too. Patrick. Well, the first one you took care of because Liz Naramore, Liz Barron, just asked us to uh, uh, say something nice about 
uh, Nair, Nair Bear, that's what we should call her from now on. Uh, Elizabeth Nair Bear told us uh, she just wanted Ed to say something nice about uh, OSMI, which he did. I did. And yeah. so thank you. Thank you for your sponsorship. And also Ben Ramsey, longtime friend of the show, who I saw a tweet where he tries to claim he used to be a famous PHP person, but he's not famous anymore. I love how Ben always tries to deny his celebrity status. It's my favorite thing about him. People love Ben. Uh, yeah, he had has a sponsor read, which um, uh, tricks on you, Ben. I took two years of Latin and failed miserably at them. Lorem ipsum dolor sidamet, consecutor adis spacing elite, cras orge leo, pulvinar non orchi at, ultrices laboratis ipsum. I can't read this very well, I gotta tell you. Like the type. Strangely, some asshole made this uh, white text on purple background. Uh, so it makes it a lot harder for me to read. Also, I'm old and my eyes are terrible. Donek Ultrices Arcu Lorem. If you keep changing the color, I can't. It's worse. I can't tell if that's a G or a Kongu Kongu. Lorem Kongu Kongu. Corabitur vel velit nib. Well, that was the end of the sentence. Sorry, I kind of ended on a high note there, like it was a question. Cross acritor tincident libero ac lacinia telus solades, sodales vel. I think this says Macarena. Uh, Mecenas ac totor tristique. Maximus me quis, Ella, Eli fend Maurice, Maurice vel arcur tortor, Pelantesque eget, Fringilla justo, present ut lacinia nequu, nequa, nequa, let's say that, vel eaculis turpis. Sed non ipsum pulivar lectus iusimod convales vitae sed mitus. Vestibulum quis nulla est in est pretium molesti nec eu est. Duis gravida vitae auge sagitis pelanesca. I think I'm done. Uh... My Latin teacher, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, what was his name? Mr. Walker. Mr. Walker would be very disappointed in me right now. I got to tell you. You're still muted. I can't hear you. I was going to say, I think you probably just also opened a portal somewhere with all those I words. I did. Because my, my cat is looking at me really, really funny. So maybe. Well, my cat sat down next to me and it seems like it's a lot more interested in me right now. Oh, that's, yeah, I don't know what to make about that. That's, that's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, so thank you, Ben, for your uh, sponsorship. If you're interested in contributing to our Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash devhell, all one word. Uh, your pledge is per episode. When we post it, your credit card will be charged. I'm sure Patreon uh, gets their uh, beak wet on some of that money, and then the money will end up in my bank account, and I will give half of what I get to Mr. Finkler. Half of what he gets goes to me. Yep. And I'll need that money, which I'll explain in a second. (laughs) All right, so let's get into it. Uh, Episode 90, no sponsor, but big, big news. So let's lead off with... uh, with your big news. Cause again, this relates, I mean, I, I mean, I, I do admit, I do watch uh, some of the, the talks that you, you do some these days on the OSMI stuff occasionally uh, uh, to see if I'm mentioned, like I always ask you to do and just, yeah. and also to see how you change it. Cause I know you, you kind of change it up every time. You should have gone to Lone Star. Were, I, w- I started crying on stage when I was talking about you. Yeah, I know. Uh, I just couldn't make it. I was busy. And um, then somebody called another stuff. Somebody threw a tomato at me and called me a Maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. I'm sorry. That was terrible. Uh, they, no, no well, one did that. Two for two, given when, yeah. two for two, given recent Twitter activities, too. So that was pretty I'm good. Really, um, really good at alienating. Um, I, I feel like maybe I can say that because I was once called the uh, other F word uh, as a child um, for wearing all black <laughs> when I was 13. So maybe that allows me one at least public utterance of uh, 
a uh, a homophobic slur. Anyway, yeah. Well, that's that. We'll just need to edit that one out. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So if you hear a weird break, just let you know. Maybe we said something we shouldn't have said. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody threw anything. Uh, it seemed to go over pretty well. So that that talk at Lone Star was a, was a good one. So anyway, I interrupted you. Yeah, continue. You watched. No, I was just saying. So when you were at you were you spoke at DrupalCon. Uh, I did. Because we're recording this on a Sunday night, so the Sunday night last after DrupalCon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sunday night after DrupalCon, so you're at DrupalCon and you gave your usual resounding talk to make people aware about uh, mental illness. Uh, I did in the tech community, and you had something else to say uh, at the end of it. So go ahead. Well, so uh, I mean, I think people know I've been a web developer for quite a while. I've been I, I started making web stuff when I was ninety five in ninety five when I was in college, and then. Like the first job I got out of college was making web stuff and I was doing HTML and CSS stuff. I think did CSS exist then? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm kind of thinking maybe it didn't. In 95, if it was, it was like an extreme beta. If yeah, I don't think I was. I think the first job I had, it probably, probably initially it didn't, we didn't do CSS stuff on it, but um, anyway, so I did, I've been doing web stuff a long time. I've been employed as a worker for somebody for pretty much continuously that whole time. Uh, there've been some breaks in there and, but you know, I worked for four years at my first job and then, uh, almost nine years at Purdue. So that's 13 right there. Right. Um, and that certainly, uh, ate up a lot of, a lot of that. And then I've been doing a few different things since then. I've worked at a few different places and most recently for a couple of years, I worked at graph story, uh, and I, I'm the CTO there, but I'm kind of, I, I, I there's actually going to be a video that goes out tomorrow that is announcing that I'm going to step down from my position there and I'm going to do OSMI open sourcing mental illness. That's going to be my full-time job, uh, from here on out. Uh, I'm probably going to need to do a little consulting in addition to like eat um, because strangely nonprofits uh, don't bring in the profits. Uh, but uh, the uh, I can't pay myself. I have to figure out some payroll junk, but I can't pay myself. But I have to rely on the generous uh, kindness of strangers to, uh, you know, fill the coffers there. Uh, and we'll figure out some stuff about how to do that in which I can talk about if you want. But for the most part, uh, yeah, that's, that's the basics is that I, um, am stepping down from my CTO role and I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to just do OSMI full time, uh, in addition to probably a little bit of consulting. So that ask away, Chris, I I don't really have, uh many questions other than just like self-interest so what the I mean, hell were you thinking uh, yeah okay go ahead. <laughs> i mean because uh, i mean of course as you would think uh, ed did tell me about this a little bit beforehand so i did try to mm-hmm. entice him to come uh ply his trade uh at mozilla where i thought you know he yep. could uh, uh do a lot of good there and he could maybe uh, uh get in there and i know there's probably opportunities if we get you in touch with the right people to start talking about some of the OSMI stuff at uh, Mozilla, because I'm sure uh, that would be of great interest to people there as well. Because I don't know if we've ever actually had any meeting. Because like every week, there's always one of the interesting things about Mozilla is that there's always talks being given and they're broadcast company wide. So there's always opportunities for people who are doing projects of interest to the Mozilla project as a whole. And um, I should uh, I should find out. I should find out who you should talk to in Mozilla if you're interested in giving a talk there. Love, I would love to give a talk stuff. there. I, so, I, I think you know I've respected Mozilla for a long time, and I uh, have a lot of I, – I, to be honest, I, I mean, I've had a few people talk to me uh, while I was trying to figure out what I was, I was doing. You know, I had this idea in mind, and um, I uh, – you know, I, f- I felt like uh, the, the issue that I was running into was that – that I was going to run into no matter what was that I can't really have a full-time job and do what I need to do for this, for this. And I was really interested 
you know, the, the idea, say, just in my head of like, hey, man, why don't you work at Mozilla and you could do this stuff and or something like that? Maybe, but it would have to be a really special arrangement um, because, you know, there's not a lot of gigs that are going to be like, yeah, go ahead and do 12 to 15 talks a year. That's not related to your work. Um, and just take time to do that. And I mean, it's not like I don't work during those trips and stuff like that, but it becomes difficult. And there's a lot of jobs that would, the vast majority of gigs wouldn't do that. And I wanted to be in a position where I wasn't sort of beholden to anybody but myself so that I could do exactly what I wanted to do. And the reason why, you know, normally that's something that I would really kind of freak me out. I like stability, right? I like having a steady paycheck, but there's two things. The, the, first, it's the fact is, is that this is by like doing the work at open sourcing mental illness has been by far the most rewarding work I've ever done in my life. I have n nothing ha can even approach it. Nothing. And that is so significant to me, um, just on a personal level. And knowing that the work that I'm doing is helping people uh, is is and and really helping them live better lives is just really really huge. And that's I feel like I'm in. I don't like to get like super cosmic about stuff, but I feel like I'm kind of in a unique position to do that because I have certain characteristics and back and a background that means that I'm probably the person who should be doing this. And, and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And there are other people who could do also other awesome stuff too, but I feel like this is something I should be doing. I shouldn't be the person doing it. Lots of people should be doing it. I, I, I misspoke, but what I can say is that I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so it is kind of scary, but at the same time, I feel like I want to do something that is maybe a little bit scary because this is that important and it might not be the most financially sound uh, decision I've ever made, but I think that it's also one of the most important decisions I've ever made. Uh, so I'm I'm less worried about the finances and more worried about, you know, when I look back, what have I done and what have I, you know, how have I been able to help other people? That's what I'm kind of concerned about and thinking about. And this feels like the thing I'm supposed to be doing. Well said. Like, it's just funny when we think about this super long journey that you've been on, it just started. I know you've talked about this before and maybe people who haven't been listening uh, way back when, that initial podcast um, came out. It's just interesting to watch the progression from where it was like, literally, are you sure you want to talk about this? Yep. As I've, I've told other people before, my conversation with Ed was, are you sure you want to talk about this? Because this will forever change how people will think about you. And for some people, they will think highly of you. And I, I, my thoughts were a much larger percentage of people will think less of you for having done this. And now we've come from where it was just an idea and you started promoting it and we talked about it on the podcast and you got the opportunity to give many, many, many talks about this. And now it's finally the thing that you can do all the time. And I just, that's been a, a fascinating journey as I've watched this all happen. Right. Look how fucking dumb you were. No, it's not dumb. It's, <laughs> it's brave. It's not dumb. It's brave. And it's, it is necessary work. No, I'm, I'm saying you were more, dumb for thinking know? a bunch of people would be mad at you, but yeah. Dude, um, yeah, I know if you want to get into it, but I'd be, I'd be willing to bet that despite all this good stuff, I'm sure there's lots of people who, when you talked about this stuff, just immediately just the knee jerk reaction and flip the switch and like, well, I'm just, I'm just going to ignore everything Ed has to say yeah. uh, from now on because I think he's unwell. So yeah, maybe um, uh, you know, I don't know. But, it uh, seems like more people but, have said uh, good things. Yeah. So you know, I'd, I'm yeah. Well, well, I mean, I, I, the real issue, I mean. The real issue is that if pe the people who think negatively, they're not going to say anything publicly anyway. Yeah, that's so, probably true. I mean, yeah. That's how it is. It's in the, With this sort of thing, you'll get lots of – the mess, most of the messages you get will be super supportive. And the people who think that what you're doing is either wrong or a waste of time or you're broken or you should stop talking about it all, they're, they're not going to say anything um, to your face. So, 
But uh, big virtual. Yeah, I can hug, dig buddy. that. Big virtual. Hey, hug. thanks, bud. Um, I'll, I'll stop yeah. typing on my phone and give you a virtual hug too. There we go. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, sorry. Um, we had the video. So, I forgot yeah, so, I had the video, so I had to pay attention to you. So. <laughs> yeah, we're do, we don't normally do the video stuff, but I thought we could do it this time just so we could kind of see each other. It makes it. I I feel like I feel personally like you relax more when you can see me when we're doing. Uh, doing these things because i know it was last time we did this was on video you seemed way more chill so we might do this maybe i just like looking at your face buddy you know do you think i'm a handsome man i I won't think i should start shaving my head like you my hair is fine well uh, well i mean so there's i i really don't know how to answer that to be perfectly honest you got you you got to do you i started shaving my head like 20 years ago when it was clear that i was uh losing all my hair and it <laughs> really except for except for a tiny period where i kind of resented it um uh i've come to terms it's just the thing is i've noticed if you got no hair up top you got to have something down here and your beard's okay so you could i just don't know if the world's ready for us to kind of look the same it's uh, uh you got to hold on to that hair as long as you can you're not at the comb over stage yeah so right you're fine somebody wait until it wait What's that? What were you going to say? Somebody said, I remember one time I, one time I did shave my head. This is probably 15 years ago, at least a couple times. Yeah. I think I did. I don't know. Somebody said I look like a Nazi. Also, I have, um, I have like, uh, still a couple lumps on my head that I haven't had extracted off of there. So, oh yeah. I remember those awesome pictures of the cysts that you had yeah, that right. that you shared, I still shared a couple years have, ago. Yeah. I still have one pretty substantial one, and then one that's real tiny. So yeah. Okay, hold on. My cat needs. My cat wants to be let out. Keep talking. The cat wants to be let out. Chris, right yeah, now is stand, he is subservient to his animal. Well, of course I am. That's how it works. The cat cats are bottomless pits of emotion. You just uh, yep. you just keep throwing affection into them, and they return it back. What right. is it, Lily? Now you're staring at the open I think, door. I don't I think they actually return it back. Oh well, but maybe we, your, maybe your pets are just assholes. Is what it could be. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I don't know. Yanka is sitting right here, and she uh, she seems pretty excited about me petting her. So yeah, that's that's the key thing, isn't it? So that's what I'm doing. Um, I I think like the big key thing is how am I going to pay myself? That is what Chris probably should have asked. Like, dude, how are you going to make enough money to not die? Well, all I can say is if you thought Ed's appeal for funding were bad before, they're going to be like ratcheted way, way up. So these yeah. these uh, uh, pledge drives are going to have even more uh, more meaning for Ed. I know we talked about it really briefly. I was like, well, you know, money wise and all this other stuff. So you, you seem uh, you seem confident that a combination of these uh, appeals plus uh, uh, plus uh, the odd consulting stuff that you'll do on the side, uh, you should be able to. Keep things. I mean, all I know is you have a super patient wife. That's what I know. And your wife is a delight, by the way. I, I was very she happy to meet her in person when I went down. She is a delight, even though she likes Don Rickles. But that's a separate issue. I don't really know why that would be a problem for you, but uh, I don't know. Just you seem like his comedy was very, very dated and not relevant anymore. I want you to die. I hate you. <laughs> I hope you die. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how long-term Rickles. friendships are formed. This is how long-term friendships are formed, people. Yeah, right. Where you insult, where you insult your friends for having for for not liking things that you happen to like. Well, yeah. I'll keep that in mind next time you insult something that I enjoy. I'll just I'll one up it from. I wish you would die. I'll just say I hope your whole family dies in a fiery <laughs> yeah. green, fiery uh, car crash. You know, right back at you, buddy. I hope all your genetic material spread throughout <laughs> thousands of people is, is disintegrates. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, that's the big thing, and it's going to be. I'm going to be changing. I'm going to be like calling up. Organ- I'm shit. I'm going to be hitting you up. I'm going to be like, get me a contact at Mozilla. You know, I'm I'm going to be ravenous. Why do you, do you have a knife in your hand? What are you doing? No, it, no, it's a, it's not a knife. It's a letter opener that I got that I, that I took from my uncle's place when we were going through all this stuff. I thought you were trying to intimidate me. Um, yeah. Here, how about this? And I just ooh, ooh, little 3D knife <laughs> on the video. Yeah, I don't have my glasses it's just a, on. It's so just I can't a letter. See, it's just a, it's just a letter opener. Yep. Because I took because I took another one from his place, and that was the first one that I got. 
but it's plastic and it's kind of broken at the tip. So I'm like, I don't want to totally wreck it. So I got this other one. I thought, eh, a little Viking thing. It's like an axe with some cool shit on it. And I don't know. It looked kind of cool. Eh. Yeah. what it is. Uh, it says DRGM on it. So I don't know what that means, but. Durgum. Durgum. It has Durgum. a crown. It has like as like a hammer and something. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll take a picture of it and say, "Does anybody know what this means?" And I'll because you know, Twitter came through when I was trying to figure out a piece of china that was at my uncle's place in under twenty minutes. Someone told me what the hell it was, which was, I thought was super impressive. Oh, that is impressive. Very good. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's cool. I mean, so yeah, and you know, we're in the middle of a fundraiser right now, uh, and I think we're we just we're just at about twenty five percent of our goal. And that's after a week, and it's going to be a six-week thing. So, um, and one of the one of the options is if you uh, if you uh, donate at a certain level, uh, you get copies of uh, my two books uh, in return for your donation. So I'm very excited about that. That's a hundred percent true. Yep. Yes, I think I forgot to put that in. The, did you actually check to see if that was on the website? I, I haven't looked. I simply trust you to to do the right thing. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> You're gonna need to remind me, and then then we can like uh, cross promote it. Anyway, uh, yes, absolutely. You can. We could do that. Uh, that would be that's super awesome of you to do that. I remember now having that. I am. I am. Ha- yeah, I am happy to uh, to support the cause. I think it's a willing cause. It's a good support one. Support the cause. So, yeah. Okay. I'm going to, but it, I think the big thing, and one of the things that you find with doing stuff like this is that huge chunks of your funding comes from uh, corporate sponsorship. And so it's really, because, you know, like I could get $150 donations or I can get one $5,000 donation, you know? And so it's significant to, to get those, um, we do have some things in the works and, and I, but a lot of what I'm going to be doing is like chasing down funding and talking to people and developing relationships and dumb stuff like that. So, yeah, but I've like, you know, I've made a, 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 a budget, figured out like what kind of money I need to pay our bills. And, uh, you know, my wife works too, but, uh, it's not really enough for us to maintain our, extravagant lifestyle uh if i just you should you should see ed's house she's not lying when they say there's an extravagant lifestyle going on first thing i said when i won i was like jesus christ look how big this house is i was stunned well it's because i envision ed because i envision ed living in a trailer park if you want the absolute 100 percent. yeah no that's understandable so you know i thought because i saw plenty of them when i was driving down i'm like oh i wonder if that's ed's no that's not the exit it's that exit's still further down so the end of the at the end of the court, I thought I was going to see something like Trailer Park Boys, a nice little road there, and all the rows of the mobile houses along the side. And Ed's was in the uh, Ed was in the one where they took the took three of the double wides and lashed them together. And it's very very impressive. yeah yeah. We took three of them, put them together. We just knocked the walls out, and uh, it's just one big room. It's real nice. It's real nice, you know, sentiment. Yeah, real nice, real nice time. Can't can't wait to go back. Yeah, I'm sure. No, I really, I, all joking aside, I really, it's just a shame that for a variety of reasons, my trip had to get sh- cut short, and then my car died. Yeah, that was um, such a tw- shitty tw- trip. Car died. Tw- Jesus. Car died twice. So I'm now invo- now I am now embroiled in uh, in chargeback dispute uh, over the first repair that was done to my car. So I can understand that. that, and I remember that guy. They, boy, those people seem so nice when we talked to them, but they just didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, well, you know, they just didn't know what they're doing. They're trying to help and didn't know what they're doing, and in the end, it's going to cost them. Uh, you know, cost them eight hundred and eighty something dollars. So once I get the charge back, all taken care of. But yes, my car died. The best was though when I was like actually talking to the border crossing person, and my car's dying. I'm like, I think my car's gonna die. So can we speed this up a little bit? And the person was like, ah? just asked me a lot fewer questions, and I got my car across the border and towed back to uh, to the, to Milton and my. Uh, my guy figured it all out. There was some bad wiring, and he updated the computer for it. And now the car is uh, Tesmore is humming along. And I, I got even more snobby yesterday. I went out and bought mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. bought actual proper BMW license uh, plate frames. So I put those on the car now. So no more uh, no more Lulu motors, as it used to say on it, which is the people I bought it from. Now it's actual nice silver official BMW license. Uh, Classic. Frame. I like that very much. I like that very much. So, um, 
Oh gosh, I need a cough button. Sorry. Um, mental health. How do I make money at it? That's the question. With with great difficulty. With great, the, yeah, uh, exactly. The two the two line didn't read. Exactly. So yeah, so like I said, you can expect things to kind of for Ed to focus on that. I'm sure we'll keep talking about it in yeah. the podcast. Uh, but so enough about Ed's particular struggles. Let's get on to another struggle that you had, where you uh, got yourself. Uh, a a new well, you acquired a different computer because I'm not going to say new because I don't believe you actually bought a new one, did you? You bought a refurb, right? Yes, I bought a refurb. So what did you get? And let's talk about this. And we can kind of go over and compare. Let's see. Oh, but before but before we get into that, yeah, I wanted to say I bought the Roost. You know the little Roost stand. Oh, the Roost and keyboard stand. Yeah, or not keyboard. Yeah, the computer keyboard, stand. The laptop stand. Laptop, yeah, the laptop stand. Laptop stand. Yeah, all right. So I took that with me when I had to go hang out uh, and babysit my uh, not doing well father. I had to go hang out with him for the weekend mm-hmm. uh, and help look after him. And so I brought the Roost stand with me, and it. Uh, Passed its tasks with flying colors. So I was very happy that yeah. I got it. I did find, though, on my laptop, I had to really crank up the font size. Um, I mean, I guess because I need, I, I do wear glasses for, I'm supposed to wear glasses when I drive at night and I'm supposed to wear glasses when I watch TV. I don't need them when I do my normal work, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if when I do travel and I'm going to bring the roof stand with me and if I work on my laptop, because it really got rid of that hunch. Because being such a big guy, and I'm like hunched over my laptop trying to oh, use yeah, it, I would right. always, I would always end up with like neck and back problems if I had to go do it for an extended period. But the roof stand passed with flying colors, no neck pain, no back pain. It was at the right level, so I could see everything. I could sit with proper ergonomics, like like my chiropractor taught me to do. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking for a stand to use for your laptop while you travel, I can 100 uh, percent endorse uh, getting yourself a roost. I was very very happy with it. Yep, yep. I really like my roost as well. That's R O O S T. Then we don't get a kickback. R O O S T. No, we yeah. won't get a kickback. That's how much we like this product. I know. Even we're we even say good things about it when they don't pay us. So it must be good. Um. So yeah, I got a a MacBook Pro 15 inch, uh, one of the new ones with the Touch Bar on it. Uh, it's got the 2.7 gigahertz i7, which I think is a quad. Has it's a four core processor. It's got sixteen gigs of memory. It's got a, a one terabyte SSD in it, and it's got that the Radeon Pro four sixty with the four gigabytes of of uh, uh, texture memory. Is that what you know, they probably use other stuff in there for not just texture crap anymore? Anyway, that's what it is. It's got that GPU in it the, with the four gigs of RAM, and uh, I'm pretty happy with it so far. It's been interesting. Um, I think the differences might be a little bit that I might use it because you mostly use yours as a desktop machine, really, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and it's, and I run it closed, like in clamshell mode. I was just actually looking at the specs for mine. So I think the difference is mine's a 13-inch one, and I have oh. the same touch bar. Uh, but I have the faster processor. I have the 2.9 gigahertz right. one. But I only have – but the the graphics card, I think, is only like a gig and a half. It says Intel Iris – Graphics 550, um, 15, 15, 36 megs. So I think that's like a gig and a half or something. Yeah, so. see, I have that too. It's just mine has the two GPUs in it. It has an Intel and it has that Radeon Pro. Oh, I wonder where I wonder where I can figure that out. Let me see here. Yeah, you only have one. I know. Okay. The well, 13 inches. Yeah, so I mean, it. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got the 13 inch because I, I, you know, I do have, I, I, despite my, my pledge to travel less, I still end up having to travel um quite a bit and i like the lightness of this thing it's actually lighter than my macbook air i was amazed at the weight difference i gave it's my old macbook air crazy um, to, light to my wife but uh the fit, so i like yeah. i said I, i've been extremely happy with it i just had a problem a couple weeks ago where the when i did a system update the repair partition got corrupted somehow so i ended up having to take it to apple and they ran it through diagnostics and i don't know if you've ever seen this ed if you've ever taken your laptop in to get to get it like hardware diagnostic stuff done on it, they have this cool app on um, on an iPad. So they plug your laptop into their network, find it on the network, oh, and then the yeah. and then and then the iPad connects to it and has this crazy interface where they can just run all these diagnostics. And that's how they figured out that because uh, I thought maybe it was an SSD failure, but no, it was just somehow the repair partition had gotten corrupted. So they re-imaged my machine right there in the 
in the shop. And uh, since I'm a good boy and have good backups, I was able to restore all the important stuff. And I took this as an opportunity to kind of do some clean installs of like homebrew and clean installs of the apps I use all the time. But like all my important documents and stuff, they were all backed up and I reinstalled uh, Backblaze and which is what I use for my backups and we're good to go. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, you know, what I found, uh, is that that I've gone from a 13 inch that I've been using 13 inches since like 2011. Um, so for a long time, I've been using that 13 inch kind of size. And then, uh, well, even before that, like I was using the old, if you remember the MacBook Pros, like the plastic ones, I had one of those black plastic ones. Um, mm-hmm. And uh I really, and for a while there, a, a, a bit of time, I had a, a 15 inch MacBook Pro, which was a 2010 one. And then um, I went to an Air and then a, a, a couple different MacBook Pros, all 13 inch. Uh, and it, this is one of the things, the first things you get is that this is not that much bigger than the old MacBook Pro 13 inch. The 15 inch, uh, the new 15 inch isn't that much bigger. It is maybe, um, I don't even think it's, it's maybe an inch wider. Like it's maybe three quarters of an inch wider, maybe half an inch um, longer uh, or taller, however you want to say that. It's just really impressive how small this is because the bezel on it is is quite a bit smaller. They shaved like maybe an inch of bezel total or maybe at least two, you know, half or two thirds of an inch bezel off of this thing. Um, it uh, so it takes uh, less space. I think it's about a half a pound heavier than the old 13 inches, but not that much. It's really not that much heavier the 15 inch i mean and i i went for it because i really wanted more screen real estate and i thought at this smaller size i wanted to go with something bigger and the screen is really killer on it it can um it can run very high resolution uh i have been running it not at the full like the highest resolution but the one step lower because i have a little bit of trouble seeing uh when it's at the at the lower resolution or when it's at the higher resolution, I mean, um, the machine is fast. It, uh, has, it's a huge step to go from eight gigs to 16 gigs. I had eight gigs before now, 16 gigs. It just doesn't sweat anything. And that was the biggest thing for me was jumping to that. The one terabyte heart. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. I have 16 gigs and I've noticed that the fan almost never, uh, spins up. Yep. Um, I, uh, have, just, I mean, so so from a hardware standpoint, I think it's been really good. I like USB-C. I think it's a better experience than the other things that we've had before. It is frustrating to have so many dongles, but it really, I think it's just a matter of time. I think we're going to love USB-C. I think it is way better. Um, I really hope the next iPhone just uses USB-C. I really hope so. Um, because that'll just be a slam dunk then at that point, you're just going to get a lot more devices using USB-C. Um, C is just better. It's a better plug. I can plug the power into any one of the four ports on two on each side. Um, I don't really, you know, the only thing I ever used my SD card slot for almost ever was, uh, to sit a little, like extra 64 gigabyte SD card that was that sat flush with the case, the casing. Um, I don't need that anymore because I got a one terabyte drive and yeah. And I got a refurb, so I probably saved about $300 off of it. Um, and so, so a good idea to get it as soon as I'm, uh, leaving my job and, uh, <laughs> and deciding that, Hey, how about I, uh, work on a nonprofit that doesn't necessarily have all the money to pay me, uh, lined up. That is, um, you know, that might, I, I might, that was not in my plans. Uh, but it is, uh, I, I it's a really nice machine. I, I, the, the two things that I'd say I'm still getting used to one is that they changed the feel of the keyboard. I actually don't mind the feel of the keys themselves. 
but it, it, there is are a couple changes to where keys are located and i don't think that they were improvements i don't really like the i don't like the way the cursor keys are i i was so used to the old cursor keys i feel like it was sort of arbitrary for them to change that um and so i, I sort of wish they hadn't uh but it is what it is i'll probably get more used to it as i go then the second thing is the touch bar i think I really, I think that touch bar has immense potential. There's two things that I have a problem with with it. One, I think that it should be a lot more customizable and they should have realized that. Now there's a tool you can get called uh, Better Touch Tool that uh, among other things with, that mostly is related to your trackpad, it will also let you make custom buttons and widgets and stuff. And, in the uh, in the touch bar, which is pretty cool. Um, that's a pretty neat thing. Um, but the minuses that I see are two. One, I really, it's just one thing. I think that it was a, it's a mistake that they made to, it was a mistake to not require any physical pressure on the touch bar to activate it. And I know they can do it because my trackpad uses, has that, you know, doesn't actually move, right? It detects the force. The, my iPhone has, uh, you know, when you press in harder, it does different things. It can detect that stuff. If the touch bar would work that way where it wasn't activated until you actually pressed into it, it would save so much hassle because right now the way it is, is that I like when I first started messing with it, I was constantly hitting the touch bar with my fingers unintentionally. So it was like, oops, I accidentally sat my finger, my pinky down on the escape key. Just, I guess I, I'm not a touch typist. I don't keep my fingers on like ASDF, JKL, you know, semicolon all the time. Right. And I, I do okay, but I'm not the best typist in the world for by any stretch. I'm probably like 50 words a minute at best. And, you know, it, and I, the nature of a laptop is that you often are typing at weird angles. You're sitting in different ways and that you're, it's so much touchier, no pun intended about where you put your fingers when it wasn't like that before, that I think that was a mistake. I think that an obvious thing would be to require some sort of physical pressure on it. It doesn't need to be a lot, but as you know, the same amount that you need to press down on the on the trackpad. And I know they can do it on displays because my iPhone does it. So I would assume that it was a cost issue. Um, but I don't know. The thing's really expensive anyway. Uh, I, I really wish they would do that. And I would bet that the next time around they, they, they do do that. I am, I'm not sure. I'm still, I really like the big display. I'm not a hundred percent sure that I want to, will stay with a 15 inch forever. I might go back to 13 because boy, it is nice to, it's just so much smaller and nicer, but yeah, that's a thing. Oh, and the speakers really do sound better. I don't know. If yeah, I've noticed, I've, I've noticed that too. The sound quality from the laptop is much, much better than it was uh, on my air. It, yeah, it's uh, just, there's, you can, it's not amazing, but you can actually hear the low end. So like if you're listening to something with like, you know, a rock, rock album or something it's got some drums in it. you can actually hear the kick and you can hear it in the low end and it's it's surprising because laptop speakers never sound any good whatsoever this is not bad it's not great but it's not it's it's really better than you have any right to expect and that's cool so do i think it's actually a really nice piece of hardware yes are there some problems yes uh, do I think it's probably too expensive? Yeah, probably. And I would try to get a refurb. It's now the case that there's lots of refurb units in the uh, in the Apple store. So the refurbs have the full warranty. They is the machines are identical to the new ones. 
So I really recommend it. You just save yourself three hundred, three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would down. recommend people. Yeah, I would recommend people go the refurb route as well if they're looking to save a little bit. I know I'm also extremely happy uh, that uh, the 4K. I have a Dell 4K display that uh, Mozilla got for me, um, and so I have that when I when I work now. It's like a nice 24 inch uh, 4K display. And my wife, when she first saw it, she's like, "I can't believe how crisp." Um, the display is yep. um, and the graphic stuff watching, watching video. Um, I played a, played a game the other day and it's just all so nice and crisp and, and so good. I do know that this thing is supposed to do, this thing can do sound. So what I need to get uh, like the, my monitor can do sound as well. So um, I may want to try get myself a USB C to display port adapter because that's what on this Dell display, it'll do the it won't do sound through HDMI, but it'll do it through DisplayPort. So I probably want to sink some dollars into a DisplayPort adapter and try that out and see what the sound quality from the from the Dell um, display is like. Yeah, so I who got knows? You. It might be good. It might be good. It might be bad. I don't know. I have to find out though. Um, yeah, I yeah I like I said, I've been I've just been very very happy with it. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be really cool and it's, I've been happy with the laptop. I think it's going to be good. Uh, it's, it's just nice and light and it's, 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 yeah, it's been a good experience. So I, I took it to my first, uh, first conference and it's, it's just been good. I, the biggest thing that I think I was surprised by was that I heard so many people complaining about the keyboard and I really actually, I think I like the feel of the keys better. Um, the placement's a little, like I said, a little different, but I like the feel of the keys. I think it's good. Uh, it's just, just that's that's not an issue for me. The biggest issue is that is accidentally hitting the touch bar. If if that wasn't an issue, I'd be like, this thing's a, a damn slam dunk. It's awesome. So yeah, that's how I feel about it. Pretty good. I, I've been pretty happy with it, and I better be because I spent a shit ton of money on it. I mean, I got Apple Care and everything, so it's it's uh it's yeah. Not I, cheap. I did that too. I got yeah. I did that too. I got the three year Apple Care. Uh, the interesting thing about the keyboard, the keyboard stuff doesn't bug me that much because I'm just holding it up so I can see it because I have my oh my yeah nice Apple Bluetooth. You're just using I have the Apple t- Bluetooth one, so I just use that all the time. When I did, I mean, when I and, and I did bring the bring this with me when I. Uh, when I went to go uh, see my father, and I did, uh, I did uh, purchase through Indiegogo. I saw a video of this really cool, kind of like mechanical keyboard that was Bluetooth. So um, called the I something. I saw a demo. I'll, I'll I'll dig up the link for it, and we can add it to the to the show notes. Uh, but as a replacement, that's supposed to be ready sometime in May. So sometime later this month or June or something um, that they're going to start shipping them. So uh, kind of a me- more mechanical feel to the keyboard than this kind of soft. I don't know what you would describe the the regular Apple because this is the actual Apple one, the Apple Bluetooth one. I've gotten so used to typing it. I did notice like when I first play with the laptop, the keys things are a little bit different, but I am a touch typer. So it Mm -hmm. wasn't that is interesting that the muscle memory will let you know instantly that you've touched the wrong key. Cause I would go like, Oh wait, that didn't feel right. And then I would notice, yes, you typed the wrong key. Yeah. Right. uh, Circumstance. Right. Just kind of funny how the brain tells you, Nope, that's the wrong thing. The, uh, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, that's one of the best things as a computer programmer that I did was when I was in grade eight. Uh, I went to summer school and did a typing course because my mom wouldn't let me hang around the house doing nothing yep. for the summer. Did you use Mavis so Beacon? To... No, actually, we, I actually learned on an actual like uh, manual typewriter at summer school. So oh, yeah, right. Uh-huh. I was grade eight. So that would be how old would I be during that? 14, 13, 14. So this is like 1985. So uh, there were electric typewriters, but they weren't that common. But I learned on like, you know, it might have been an electric typewriter, but like on an actual typewriter, not on a computer. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, Yeah, no, that's cool. Learn on a keyboard or on a typewriter. That's the way to go. Need more typewriters in Mm -hmm. our lives. So, I mean, that's what I got. That's that's a good one. Oh, you wrote a note that that might be interesting is that we're both speaking later this week. I don't know if I'll get this out uh, soon enough for that, but we're going to be speaking at the PHP Unicorn Conference, which is an online only yes. conference. Online, uh, run by my good friend Pete Meth, who is the co-organizer for True North PHP. So, um, yeah, I got approached to speak, and uh, I wanted to help support Pete out. 
Uh, but as with all efforts on the internet, there. I mean, we can talk about this for a little bit. Uh, it did have some people comp- complaining about the lineup. Um, uh, that there was only one female speaker, and twenty percent of the speakers were named, were named Chris because Chris Pitt. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know him as well. Um, uh, a guy from New Zealand who uh, I talked to, another developer. He does all sorts of kind of cool stuff. And plus, he has that accent that when I hear him speak in his videos, uh, I've been trained that uh, British style accents make you instantly authoritative, as long as it doesn't sound like the Cockney style or Chav style uh, accent. Instant, uh, instant authority. Whatever he says, I would just instantly believe it. Uh, so, just the usual, you know. Discussion broke out about diversity and like, okay, yeah, did Pete did Pete do as good a job as he could have with a diverse lineup? Well, even Pete would probably admit that no, it could have been better. Um, but you know, it, it, it's good that instead of it just being uh, grumbles behind the scenes, that Pete owned up to it and wanted to talk about it. And if Pete does uh, PHP Unicorn again, I'm sure Pete will put uh, a much bigger effort into having having a more diverse lineup, both in terms of like uh, backgrounds of people and let's, you know, get more female speakers in and just, I mean, if we can just break into this for a second as a conference organizer, as a conference organizer, when you're doing an event for the first time uh, that it's imperative that you're trying to provide value for the people who are going to plunk down money. It's a hundred bucks for the ticket, which I think is very reasonable um, given that it runs from six in the morning so that we can, so that Pete could get the, um, uh, European folks. Uh, there's several European-based speakers who'll be talking. So that will be within, you know, that's like noon, uh, uh, you know, between 10 and noon, uh, depending on what time zone you're in, um, in Europe, that they'll be able to watch it as well. Yep. I mean, to be to be clear, I'm not involved in this conference in any way other than as, as a speaker. Mm-hmm. And as I start ramping things up, as I start ramping things up to do Grumpy Conf in March of next year, where I want to have a whole bunch of people come and talk about PHP stuff. And it's going to be uh, on the weekend when my birthday is. So it's going to be a nice big party as we do this as well. Uh, yeah, I am aware. I am going to, you know, I, I, I do have plans. When you do when you do curated conferences, it's even more important to make sure that you pick, uh, you know, you get as diverse a group because it's mm-hmm. different. When, when you have open submissions, you can't control who submits, right? So oftentimes, you know, you're left with a cohort of speakers that may not necessarily uh, reflect exactly what you want in terms of diversity. But when you curate an event like I'm planning to do, I'm very, very aware yeah. um, that that this event will be different. Uh, we can talk about this more as we go forward, but as a little teaser, yes, it's going to be a big birthday party for me. I am planning on also including, I have a location picked out near where I'm moving to. That's an actual nice resort. So I'm actually planning on having the tickets to include the price of accommodation. So you'll pay one fee. Mm-hmm. You just got to show up. We'll have a room for you and uh, and it'll be your conference ticket. So having that all included. So that might be a little bit different experience for people. Yeah, so that's sure. Kind of what I'm, I'm, that's what I'm hoping to do. Uh, I want to have a party. Awesome. I want to hang with, yeah, I want to have a party. I want to hang with people that I like. I want to meet new people and, uh, and this will be run through Grumpy Learning. So um, I'm really looking forward. To, uh, and of course, my wife will be involved in one of these things for the first time, helping me plan it all out and stuff. So this should be very interesting. I'll have someone who can like call and go to meetings and talk to people. But it's, it'll be an interesting challenge to see if I can get what I want with one price ticket where they get a room and everything else included. So you just have to be able, you just have to, be able to find your way uh, to, to the venue. Uh, and that'll be it. So yeah. it should be good. The place I have picked is right on Lake Huron. So uh, there'll be plenty Huron. of things to do there. Uh, yeah, Lake Huron, one of the Great Lakes. One of the I lesser know, I know where you're Lake Huron is. Um, yeah, it's on the other yeah, side okay, of Michigan. That's, oh, well, that's because you grew Yeah, you grew up in Michigan. So, yeah, I know uh, all about the Great Lakes, believe me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's on the shores of Lake Huron, this resort that I'm looking at. So, again, I'm going to talk to them. They have they have conference facilities, so I have an idea of the size of the event I want to run. You know, I'm not going to have it too big. Um, it'll be smaller than True North, and uh, I had an idea. To, I'm going to invite some people to come and talk, but I really, really enjoyed that open conferences thing that I went to in Colorado. So I'm thinking curated talks in the morning, open spaces in the afternoon, and just have everyone there to have a good time. And mm-hmm. it's going to be my birthday, and it'll be and there'll be Black Forest cake for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to putting this thing together. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So uh, that's that's it feels like that's kind of a wrap for me, man. I'm uh, yeah, man. I think uh, I think we talked about. Oh, 
I, actually, when we talk about PHP Unicorn, uh, so yeah. I'm giving a. T- uh, we'll just go into our talks real quick. People can get an idea of it. Um, I'm going to be giving a talk uh, about basically kind of the stuff that I've learned over the last like I've been doing 13 years now of talking about all the testing stuff. Some things again, revelations more from the people side of things, and some just some lessons I learned. Um, the hard way and some lessons I learned through kind of just as osmosis, I think is the best way to, uh, to do that. So Ed, are you, and you're speaking right after me, if I remember Am the I? schedule correctly. That's crazy. Yes. Um, so you're doing, uh, you're, you're doing, uh, are you doing uh, Osme talk? Yes. I think no, so. Maybe so. I think so. Yeah. 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 Not doing a graph uh, talk. And I'm also, the, yeah. So also this is the first time I'm going to be using a different tool uh, to do uh, do my presentation. This just shows the power of just simply asking questions on Twitter. I had been thinking about, I wanted to try doing a different presentation tool other than Keynote. I mean, I own Keynote, so it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll try something different. I got a bunch of people recommend um, uh, Dexet to me, uh, which lets you, it's a, you know, it's a, a Mac app um, mm-hmm. that lets you do your presentations uh, in Markdown. And so I'm very familiar with Markdown. My blog is done in Markdown. Uh, so I was all set to like buy a copy. And one of the, uh, one of the, either the owner or one of the people who works at Dexet sent me a very nice email and said, Chris, I saw that you were talking about uh, wanting a new tool and a bunch of people recommended Dexet. They were very kindly uh, gave me a free license to oh. use it. And they just asked me to like let them know about my experiences using it. So I've been building my presentation with it, and it's it's kind of cool. And um, I'll 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 type up my thoughts about it uh, when I'm all done. So again, this is just a case of I just simply asked, what are other people using? And someone stepped up and said, hey, maybe you want to try this out. And they threw a free license my way, which uh, which is very greatly appreciated. You said send me a box of that, and then they sent you a box. No, of that. I didn't say that. I did not. I did not. I'm not quite at that point. Uh, but where I can get people to give me like physical items for free. Mm-hmm. That's the next, that's the next step up. That's the next step up. Ready, ready to level Software up. licenses mm-hmm. are, yeah, software licenses are one thing, but getting people to actually give me like, you know, free physical stuff. That's, that's, that's the next step. Yeah. I, I have an idea. I want to, I want to wire my house at the new place with some networking stuff and there's some equipment I want to use. And it'd be nice if I could figure out a way to go get that equipment for free. Then why not? Yeah, absolutely. Every, it helps not? everybody. What? That's right. Not you, but or not not like people need it. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. All right. Well, let's see here. I don't want to read the sponsors again. No, but so I'll just do the summary. So thanks again to all our sponsors, Grumpy Learning as well, my company. Please buy my books. I have a new book. It'll be out sometime in May. I'm literally just waiting for the cover art to get done. As always, now that Ed has decided to make uh, open sourcing mental illness his full time gig, please give generously uh, to his campaign if you can. And, you know, I mean, I'm going to be talking to my to my employer, Mozilla, to see if there's an opportunity for Ed to come and give a talk. And who knows, maybe there's a way for Mozilla to to through one of our other programs and other partners to also help Ed's cause out. Uh, I think Ed is doing something that is very, very. Yeah, Ed's making the money sign, which is which is why we do video <laughs> stuff. You gotta, we need to figure out what the emoji is for wetting your beak. That's what we need to figure <laughs> yeah. out. We need, we, we need a wet your beak emoji. Um, <laughs> Uh, so please support his efforts. Uh, and also we want to thank uh, Elizabeth Nairbear for asking us to say something very nice about OSMI. Mm-hmm. And thanks to Ben for ma- thanks to Ben for forcing Ed to read a bunch of uh, Lorem Ipsum text. Um, yeah, so really stuck it to me. I guess we've reached. I guess we've reached the end of yet another exciting podcast. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. You can find every single episode we've ever done up at devhell.info. Um, Ed edits the podcast recording. I figure out a snappy title. Ed finds a cool associated graphic. I have no idea what the one about this one's going to be. Uh, I do the show notes. Uh, uh, also, if you, we encourage people, please, please, please join our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash devhell. If you like what we're doing, you can just throw us a dollar an episode. If you'd like us to read your emails on air, that's $2 an episode. If you want to sponsor, like uh, Ms. Nairbear and uh, Mr. Ramsey have done, that's $15 an episode. Um, we'll probably over time, as we get more and more people signing up, we'll do a few exclusive things for our, our Patreons. Maybe we'll actually let them see the video one time as we're talking. Maybe we'll record a, uh, um, we'll actually record one of our Dev Hell After Darks where Ed and I go off on really weird tangents, usually not related to the episode at all. But please visit the uh, podcast, visit the Patreon page. It's the best way to sponsor the podcast. It saves us the trouble of begging other actual companies to sponsor the podcast. Because yeah. some of them do and some of them don't. And it's just really awkward to constantly ask them all the time to, to re-up. 
Um, thanks, as always, to uh, Paul Reinheimer and the wonderful folks at uh, Winter Network for their support over, over the years and providing the, the live stream, which we didn't bother turning on this time out. Uh, so you can find us on uh, on Twitter at dev underscore hell. I finally wrote down the, the password, so I actually have control oh, of the dev hell account. You again. wrote so down the password. Yeah, yeah, I wrote it down. Yeah, I wrote it down. Of course, no one's going to steal my notes. I can't read my chicken scrawl anyway. That's what my wife says. No one will, my wife's like, you can write whatever you want down. No one can read your handwriting. And it's like too many years of just of typing. I can't print worth shit anymore. I, I think I printed better when I was in grade one than I print now. Yeah, probably. Uh, so, yeah, so find us on Twitter at dev underscore hell. You can find me on Twitter as Grumpy Programmer without the U. You can find Ed as Funkatron with the U. <clears throat> Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Good night, Internet.